Since 2015, Pop Health Podcast has brought to you some of the best minds in healthcare, including leaders from government, not-for-profit, and investor-backed powerhouses, as they share successes, failures, and how our audience can move forward in today's constantly evolving healthcare world. Thank you for joining us for today's episode presented by 24-Hour Home Care. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. I'm Gavin Ward, host of Pop Health Podcast. In today's episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Michelle Debuduo, who is the Executive Director of the Valley Caregiver Resource Center, one of the 11 caregiver resource centers in California. Now, typically when we think of healthcare, we think of treating the patient or the individual needing the care, but the caregiver resource centers are actually supporting the caregiver, typically a family caregiver or other designated unpaid caregiver that's offering support. These caregiver resource centers are located across the state. And today we drill down into the Central Valley area where, where Michelle's organization serves nine different counties, providing caregiver support, things like respite, but also doing things like HICAP programs and ombudsman programs. Today's episode, we hear how caregivers are facing certain challenges, how they're overcoming them, and ultimately the support and resources that are available to caregivers here in California. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to check out other episodes of Pop Health Podcast by visiting us at pophealthpodcast.com, checking us out on our YouTube channel, or listening to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy today's episode. Michelle, thanks so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So, uh, Michelle, one of the things we like to do when we kick off our shows before we get into the kind of core content is get to know the guest a little bit. And the first thing we like to do is ask um, if you can share something about yourself that maybe something folks may not know, a surprise, uh, something about your life, maybe outside of the workplace. Well, the biggest surprise I think I have is that I have seven grandchildren. Um, the youngest is 18 months, and the oldest one is going to be 18 years uh, next in May. Okay, awesome. And are they all uh, within driving distance? Or? Yes, thank God, yes. Oh, awesome. So I'm guessing holidays and birthdays are a busy time uh, for you. Absolutely. And that's the other thing we, we do have that's a little bit different with our family. We have about 65 immediate family, and we all live in Fresno. Um, except for my one son who lives in um, three hours away. Wow, which is not driving distance, a long drive. Uh, I'm about three bad. hours. I'm about three hours from Fresno, uh, so I kind of know that three hour distance. Oh. Uh, that is awesome. 65 immediate family members. So when you have a holiday where you all try to get together or some type of event, is, does someone have a big enough house to host or like how do you do, pull that off? Well, honestly, I had the last event. And okay. it was at Thanksgiving, and I don't have a very big house, and we had 60 people there, and we just had people inside and outside, and everybody had a place to sit. We just put tables, and it was a beautiful event. Oh, that is that is awesome. Very good. Well, there are probably many caregivers in your, uh, in your family, and that'll be the, the main content of today. So before we jump into that and the uh, Valley Caregiver Resource Center, Give us a little bit of your background, Michelle, uh, where you grew up. Did you grow up in Fresno? And ultimately, how you ended up uh, serving caregivers and older adults. Walk us through that journey. Okay, great. I grew up in Clovis. Um, I've never moved or lived anywhere else. Um, went to Clovis High School, um, started out a parochial school, and then moved on, to and moved on to the public school system, which was a great. And then I went on to Fresno State. Um, my background is accounting. And I okay. did it mainly with our family ag business. And then um, I got involved with 
this area because my mom had dementia and we were introduced to Valley Caregiver Resource Center. And so what we wanted is since I have such a large family, we didn't have an issue with people taking care of my mom. Okay. I have four other siblings. And so it was more like teach us what else we need to do because we were running her ragged trying to keep her active. And so we had a family consultation meeting with my predecessor, and this is over 21 years ago. And that was my first exposure. And that's how, at that point, I just realized when taking care of my parents, how the senior population is truly underserved and they're not respected. They're not given their dignity, be it the doctor's office or any healthcare facility. And so I went to the um, executive director and I asked her, I said, why is this happening? Why aren't people respecting seniors? And at that time, I wasn't a senior. I was only 41. And she said, well, go out and educate them. So I became a volunteer here. Wow. So you started as a volunteer, Michelle. How did you eventually transition into uh, taking a leadership role or even your first employment um, with the Valley Care or with the Caregiver Resource Center? As I started as a volunteer, that role just kept growing. So first I did um, outreach just trying to educate doctor's offices. And then I was asked to, if I want, asked to help with um, classes, teaching some classes, which I love to do. And then after that, I helped with fundraising. And then uh, it'll be 12 years in May, they asked me to be the executive director. Wow, that is awesome. What a cool story. So uh, may I ask, okay, so, so 12 years in leadership. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in and learn a little bit more about caregiver resources in general, and then we'll drill down to what you guys are doing there in the nine counties your organization does some different things in. So Michelle, being a caregiver resource center and your client being the caregiver, what are some of the common challenges that you see among care, unpaid caregivers? Basically, the main challenge is they don't know the resources that are available to them. The second one is they don't know how to do self-care. Many times they were thrown into this position um, without any idea that it's coming up. And let's just say an example is, you know, dad broke his hip, he's in the hospital, and they think, okay, we're going to bring dad home for two weeks. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh gosh, dad has some cognitive issues, or mom's been taking care of dad. And all of a sudden it went from a short-term stint to long-term and they're not prepared to do it. So I think that's one of the challenge. The second challenge, the third one is finances. Yeah. Um, people prepared. We have a population that squirreled away their money, but because, you know, the costs have gone up, they're living longer, their funds aren't there to do the care that are, they don't have the funds to take care of the cares they need. Um, yeah. And it makes sense. But Yeah. Finances for <laughs> sure. Definitely. I've been in the, the caregiving world for about 20 years and the cost of care seems definitely seems to be outpacing inflation, which already is high. Um, a lot of your population, uh, I believe, would be on Medi-Cal. Is that fair to say? No, to be honest, no. oh. a lot of our clients are middle income families because okay. if they are affluent, they have enough funds to take care of their respite needs. Or if they are in Medi-Cal, they can go to IHSS. Now, we help the whole gamut. Yeah. But a lot of our focus is on the middle income families because that's where the main gap is. Ah, that makes sense because Medi-Cal does provide like the in-home supportive services um, and some additional support. Really good, really good call. Um, that's, a, that's a great point. So um, one thing I haven't touched on as well is 
we talked about how a caregiver could be like a family member or potentially even like a neighbor. How would you like just define what a caregiver is in general? Um, a caregiver is someone who tends to the needs and concerns of another person that needs help with perhaps um, just basic care. They can't function by themselves. They can't um, be left alone. They can't toilet. They can't you know, do their own meals, your typical daily activities. Got it. That makes sense. And so for anybody who is a caregiver of someone 18 years of age or older, um, you could potentially be a resource. Uh, you mentioned caregivers and self-care, like they don't, they don't think about self-care. I know caregiver resource centers have support groups as well, yeah. um, which can be a great resource. Um, there's people in my family um, who care for children, right? Moms sometimes even need support groups. Um, exactly. My wife is an awesome caregiver for my kids, Michelle, but she doesn't always give herself a break. So I love how you highlighted self-care. I'm going to show her this um, as well. She's she's doing a better job um, and actually going out with one of her friends uh, for her birthday Saturday night and I'll watch the kids, which is good self-care for her. Good, so good. a little bit different than what the caregiver resource centers do, but exact same concept, right? Like, Correct. And I'm hoping as a grandmother of seven, you allow your children to maybe have a date night uh, yeah. every once in a while and give them some self-care. Yes. That is awesome. So for our audience, Michelle, which as you know, is mostly California. So anywhere from like San Diego County, all the way up to the Oregon border is the majority of our audience. Mm -hmm. um, tell us about what the caregiver resources are, where they're located, kind of generally what they do. We have 11 caregiver resource centers and we cover the whole state of California. So anywhere you go, you will find or have access to a caregiver resource center. Wow. So 11 so they cover multiple counties i mentioned yours covers nine so let's Correct. say folks are not familiar like in their county should they just google it or what would you recommend is the best way of kind of locating well they can go onto our site the association of california caregivers and there's a map there and you just log into where you're located and it'll give you the resource center that is um in your area okay got it now what i found interesting about your or the caregiver resource centers is typically in healthcare or older adults organizations treat the individual who needs health care but your organization or the crcs they're not they're there to support that individual but really it's intended to care for the caregiver right correct our client is the caregiver someone who's taking care of their family member and not being paid to do so Okay, so uh, unpaid caregivers are your your client. Unpaid family caregivers. Unpaid yeah. family. So it has to be family. It can't be like a neighbor or... No, it could be um, okay. a designated person that you're taking care of also. Which is typically family. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Do you know the history, like how this all got started? Well, back in 1984, a movement began in California where you had some caregivers that were taking care of their family members. And then they realized, you know, that they needed assistance and from that point on it grew and if you know anything about caregiving it's also i'm going to fast forward now it saves your state you know millions of dollars by caregivers keeping their family members at home so there was a a purpose in going to the state and asking for help because people did want to keep their family members at home the advantages it also helps the state in, in cost that makes a lot of sense. So is the state the primary revenue source for you guys? Or how do you how do you get your income, I guess? Yes, we do get state dollars um, through the department, 
the California Department of Aging. Okay. And also, we get federal dollars through the area agencies on aging. And then all of us, all the 11, we also try to go out and get get different grants that will help supplement, you know, our organizations. Plus, we also rely on private donations. Yeah, I know you have um, you have some fundraisers coming up. Um, tell us about the like folks that are listening. Maybe they they uh, live or serve in the nine counties. And actually, maybe let's let's let me backtrack a second. The nine counties you serve. I know you guys do different things. Maybe before we jump into like how folks can support you, tell us about the nine counties you serve and how you serve like those counties. Okay, in the nine counties, we have two different major grants. We have um, the caregiver resource um, grant, and that is providing help for family caregivers who are taking care of someone over the age of 18 with some type of brain impairment. And then we also have another grant through the Area Agencies on Aging, where we help people over the age of 60 with um, that need help with two ADLs. Okay. And in those counties, we're able to provide respite uh, education. Um, we do about 50 classes a year. We have intermittent counseling. Um, we have professional training, legal consultation. And then just in Fresno and Madera, we have additional services where we have an on-site adult day program for people with dementia. We have our ombudsman program who advocate for uh, residents and long-term care facilities. And we also have HICAP, which... Um, helps with the whole Medicare maze and we help with appeals. Yeah, HICAP is an awesome resource, folks. Um, if you're not familiar, um, I forget exactly what HICAP stands for, but I know each county has uh, these like navigators that help folks navigate the maze of Medicare and insurance options. It's completely free. Um, and it's great to hear that your organization, Michelle, does that in Fresno and Madera. Mm -hmm. program. Yes. Right. Okay. Awesome. Now, you mentioned respite, which is a uh, hot topic um, for a lot of folks here in California who need a break for this respite program. Is it like volunteers that go out and help families or is it uh, caregiver agencies that you guys help pay to help the families? How does that work? We have two components that we work through. We work with vendors or in-home care agencies. And what we do is we pay the um, in-home care agency to go out into the home and help people. And then we also have a component where it's direct pay. So if somebody's using a friend or a neighbor, we will get a contract with them and then they provide the services. Wow, that is that is awesome. That's great. Um, that, that's such a needed service. Very cool. And is this, well, I know you guys uh, do that. Is that something like, let's say folks are listening from outside of your nine counties. Do the caregiver resource centers, when it comes to respite, have maybe not exactly the same programs, but if I live in, let's say, you know, Northern California, is it likely that there might be something similar? Oh, absolutely. They're pretty much um, standard all the way across. Okay, awesome. And I'll probably ask you this a few times. I forgot to write it down. What is that association again that folks can help uh, identify their local caregiver resource center? It's the Association of California Caregiver Resource Centers. Association of California Caregiver Resource Centers. Okay, great. That is awesome. So let's let's talk more about your particular uh, resource center. I keep calling it the Central Valley Caregiver Resource Center, but really, folks, it's Valley Caregiver Resource Center, which is intended to be the Central Valley. Um, so you've been there 12 years. Tell us kind of about the layout. You mentioned high cap ombudsman. Um, do you have like an army of staff and volunteers or how's your team kind of laid out? Well, we have about 44 staff currently. Okay. 
Two of our programs are mainly volunteer-based. That's our HICAP. And just so you know, HICAP is Health Insurance Counseling Advocacy Program. There you go. Thank you. So our investment program has about 40 volunteers. And we need those volunteers because we have to advocate for every resident and every facility. So we have over 220 assisted living facilities or called RCFEs, residential care. And we have 37 skilled facilities. So they need to go to each facility minimum once a month. And then they need to go back if there's any other causes that, you know, would require them to return. Got it. So if I work in a facility, am I um, like, is there a specific time and date that they come? Or is it kind of these unannounced visits just to make sure everything running smoothly? Unannounced visits, different times and different dates. Okay, awesome. Um, I met one of your uh, ombudsmen and was helping her uh, with a with a caregiving question that she had. And she was super nice um, and oh, definitely great. seemed to care. So are ombudsman programs generally volunteers? Um, well, they have to be volunteer based because you can't have enough staff to do it. So okay. we have six staff and then we have the additional volunteers. Okay, awesome. So let's talk about, um, you talked about the different funding uh, that comes from you know, the state and other organizations. You mentioned uh, private fundraising as well, which was something you did as a volunteer. For folks that are listening, uh, let's say they live in the nine county area that you serve and they wanna get involved. Um, well, let me ask, let me backtrack. Besides fundraising, do you are you always seeking volunteers? Are you fully staffed? Like, do you have professional roles open? Tell us how folks can get involved, whether as staff or volunteers. At this time, we just have one opening, which we're proud of. But, you know, times change. And so there could be always openings. Um, our caregiver program, we're looking at starting to add some volunteers, but you have to be very well trained. Um, as having a social work background would be helpful. Um, again, the other two programs are always looking for help. Um, as far as our fundraising component, we're looking for volunteers just to help with our, we have two major events that come up and we're also looking for people that can help with grant writing. Okay, awesome. So the two uh, big events you have coming up, tell us about those. We have our 10th annual golf tournament. It's at Dragonfly in Madeira. Um, we're almost full as far as golfers, so that's exciting. Awesome. But we're always, always looking for sponsors to help promote the event. And then we have our gala, which is our 27th one in October at the Clovis Veterans. And it's a, a semi-formal event. We have a sit-down dinner with Pardini's um, uh, catering. And our theme this year is Under the Tuscan Sun. All right. Awesome. Well, you did mention, uh, and I, I referenced it a moment ago, about um, how you started as a volunteer and you did fundraising. I have to give you kudos. Um, I hope you don't mind me mentioning, but when I first met Michelle shortly thereafter, she made sure I was aware of, uh, of the fundraising opportunities we can support her with. So kudos uh, to you. I know that's not an easy task, but definitely yeah. wanted to give you the opportunity uh, with our audience. So folks, whether you're here in the nine counties um, or the other parts of the state where caregiver resource centers are, I'm sure everybody listening, every I think every human being could benefit from care, the caregiver resource centers. So uh, I encourage you guys to check them out. Um, I went through this pretty quickly, Michelle. I wanna make sure I give you the opportunity to touch on things that I may not have touched on today. Um, what else about your organization should we, we be aware of? I think for, if you're a caregiver, I just encourage people to call, or if you are in the healthcare field, that you would um, refer your patients to us because people need to know. I think the biggest complaint we always get is, I wish I would have learned about you sooner. 
and all it takes is a phone call to our agency and then you are assigned with your own family consultant someone to walk the journey along with you so that you're not alone people don't have to start this from scratch we have the resources to help them through whatever they're going through that is awesome and tell us your particular team's uh website it's valleycrc.org valleycrc.org and again folks encourage you guys to check it out i've had the opportunity um to actually be at michelle's organization uh, about a month ago and meet uh, a big part of her team and i'm so glad i know about resources like you i've been able to help my own dad um, who battled dementia similar uh, sounds like to a journey that you had to deal with and i was fortunate to be aware of groups like yours um, and others so again folks that is valleycrc.org or.com i'm sorry Dot org. org. Well, Michelle Debudio, did I get that right? Great. I practiced a couple times, took me a second. Uh, the executive director for Valley Caregiver Resource Center has been our guest, folks. Um, again, if you guys want to learn more about Caregiver Resource Centers, check out the Association of California Caregiver Resource Centers. Yeah. Or if you're in the nine counties that uh, Michelle's team serves there in the Central Valley, valleycrc.org. Michelle, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of Pop Health Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if you have and want to check out other episodes, visit us at pophealthpodcast.com, iTunes or Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and now YouTube as well. Take care.